Hello, and welcome back to Mama Moon's Journey. I'm your host, Emily Luna. Today, we're going to be talking about managing relationships, whether that's with your friends, your family, or maybe even at work. So sit back, relax, and prepare to hear the real. Hello, beautiful souls. I hope all of you are doing well today. As mentioned, we are going to be talking about managing relationships. Now, I am no relationship expert. I can't say that I know all of the secrets to having a robust circle of friends, um, great relationships with family members. You know, everything's been a work in progress for me and a lot of trial and error has happened along the way. Things that I think have really Um, taught me a lot and things that I just, you know, kind of went through and and got over pretty quickly. So um, to dive in, I first want to talk about friendships. Um, The last few years were really, as I mentioned in um, episode seven, just kind of pivotal for how I view relationships, how I kind of define relationships with different people. Um, just because I've put up a little bit more um, guardrails and boundaries within what I feel is important to me in relationships. Not that everyone has those same viewpoints, but this whole podcast is to share my experiences. So hopefully there'll be something that you can either take away or maybe something that you've experienced yourself. So With friendships, I think the first thing is you really want to find your inner circle. You want to find a group or a handful of people that you can really count on and rely on um, in the good and the bad moments. I think a lot of times um, some people refer to their friends on a larger scale. Like people are like, oh yeah, I have lots of friends and and maybe um, that number to them looks like 20 to 30 people. And that's great. Like that's, that's really cool if you can have that, that many friends, like a good quantity like that. However, I have noticed that you usually depend on a handful of people, at least I do. Um, So I think it's really important to build out your inner circle and be very, very open to having conversations that might be tough, Um, having good uh, substance, full conversations, and sometimes just being um, a sounding board for, for your friends. Like, at the end of the day, um, you get what you put into a relationship and you get out what someone else is willing to put into that relationship as well. A lot of people say, oh, well, it's 50-50. No, it's, it's 100%, 100% on both ends, I feel. So um, your inner circle is usually going to be a handful of people that get that and have that same um, intention with your relationship. So um I'd like to think of your inner circle as your tribe, you know, they're the people that are going to have your back, even when you might be wrong, or even when they might disagree with you. There's, there's still that, that love and intention that really makes you want to work at the relationship. So when there are disagreements or something difficult comes up, instead of kind of running for the hills or turning um, away from it, they really kind of lean in and, and want to sort things out. Um, whether it's on your end, their end, or maybe just a general misunderstanding or uh, friction point, if that makes sense. So 
Um, I think it's also important to figure out who your inner circle is, but who your acquaintances are. Um, I live in a small town. The population now is probably 3,000 plus maybe. I'm I'm not really sure. And that's because I keep to myself. Um, But a lot of people still call friends people that they knew maybe in school or from work or from different places where they may be not really your friends. Maybe they're not people that you confide in or that you hang out with or anything like that, but they're really actually acquaintances. So um, I think it's really important to kind of make those definitions when you think about different people. Like, are they a friend? Are they on your inner circle or are they acquaintances, people that you know that you don't necessarily have a problem with, um, but people that you wouldn't consider friends, people that you don't go out of your way to hang out with or people that you don't um, try to stay connected with. Um, I also think there's a difference between having acquaintances that maybe maybe your friends on social media um, or you knew each other, you used to hang out, but you don't anymore, um, which is totally fine. And then there's a difference between like people that you are just cordial to because that's the right thing to do. Um, I will say from my own experience in the last few years, and I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of uh, friendships that maybe didn't pan out or, or family relationships that are no longer because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not here to bash anyone. I'm also not here to say that I did everything perfectly on my end, but I am here to just share what I, I think is important and, you know, the lessons that I've learned and the experiences that I've had. So, um, being cordial, I think is important with people that you may not care for. I've got a few people um, on my list and I'm sure I'm on that list for other people. Um, But I do think as a human being, it is our job to be cordial and to at least set the example. Uh, For me, it's for my kids. Like I I try to set the example that we are nice to everyone. Um, I constantly tell my oldest daughter, Layla, who is in pre-K now, that we have to be nice to everyone, even if they're not nice to us, because I feel like that really just sets the tone of like, just because someone stoops to a certain level, we're not going to stoop to that level just to, you know, call it even. I think we have to rise up and rise above um, some of those discomforts and those awkward situations. So there's going to be people that you may have broken relationships with. Um, The bridge might have completely been burned, or maybe you just kind of fell out of touch and and things are just at an awkward uh, standstill, which is okay, but it's still good to just be cordial. And then I also think when it comes to friendships, you really have to kind of also compartmentalize like who your friends are and who your followers are when it comes to social media. So um, social media, it's been around for a long time, obviously, but it has changed and evolved over time to the point that it has kind of had a roller coaster of successes and wins and also failures and losses in the sense of people sometimes um achieve the the whole purpose or intention of social media 
but sometimes they get it wrong. Like social media is supposed to be a platform for you to connect with your loved ones, but a lot of people will friend or have people on their social media that maybe they don't really have a friendship with. Um, Maybe they're just adding them on because they would like to increase their follower amount or, um, I I guess I don't really know the reason. For me, like social media, I really want it to be people that I know um, just because one, I I think (laughs) um, my social media platforms are very heavy with my children. In fact, I can't remember the last time I took a selfie or did anything like that. So um, yeah, I think I only want people to have access to my life um, that I enjoy um, knowing or I'm interested in what they're doing too or you know that I don't mind that they see what I'm posting or what I have going on in my life Um, and then there's people that I don't want on there for privacy purposes like I don't want a stranger on there that um, you know I don't know what their intentions are I don't know if they're gonna you know, steal my images or anything like that. So my account is private and I know a lot of people um, do that, but a lot of people also have their accounts public as well. So I don't know, everyone has their preferences, but I do think it is good to have a distinction of who your actual friends are on social media and who your additional followers are, because sometimes that can kind of take away from the quality of our friendships. If we, um, kind of consider those followers, those people that just want insight into our lives or, you know, kind of to see what we're up to or what we're doing or what we look like. Um, I feel like those people maybe don't have the best, um, intentions or thoughts, um, for you that you would expect from a friend. So I don't know, just something to think about. Um, everyone's different. I'm not saying that my way is the right way because it's not, you know, a lot of people, um, like to have kind of more of an influencer status. And, um, I do try to, have more of a public forum, uh, for my mama moon's journey, um, Instagram. But aside from that, like my personal and private Instagram are, are totally, you know, basic, like there's nothing that I'm going to get from having people on there that I don't necessarily think care about what's going on in my life or want visibility of my life. So I just don't add them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of a wrap on friendships, I guess. Um, the last thing I'll say about friendships and kind of managing those relationships is that you have to be committed to friendships, just like you would in a relationship with your spouse or significant other boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, um, you have to be committed to making time to see each other, um, making time to check in on each other. I have friends that I haven't talked to in months Um, and that could be because I haven't outreached to them. That could be because they have not outreached to me, but it is important to have that commitment and that mindset like, oh, hey, I'm going to at least touch base with them and see how they're doing. Let them know I'm thinking about them or make time to see each other, make plans, even if you have to (laughs) do it months in advance because schedules get crazy. People are busy. Everyone has their own life. Um, but it's just good to to maintain those relationships because that really just leads to a better quality friendship. Um, there are people that I love dearly and that I do consider friends that I 
maybe have not made a lot of time for. And that's actually something that I have um, tried to work on a little bit more because I know that I can get really wrapped up in what I'm doing and forget to check in. Um, so I do have my group of friends that I, I check in regularly with, even if it's just a text to say hi and, and see how their day is going. Um, or I just try to make plans as often as possible. Um, but yeah, friendships are important. Um, I do think a lot of friendships have changed over time just based off of um, the political climate. Uh, I know that was a huge effector for me um, with some of the friendships I had over the last three years and some of the friendships that dissolved. Um, and I, I will say this because I've heard it in my own previous interactions with uh, friends who I am no longer friends with. And I've heard it um, across different platforms or um, different perspectives of people like, oh, well, we can have different political views and still be friends. Absolutely. 100%. You don't have to have friendships where people think just like you think or feel the way that you feel. However, you do have to have friends that are willing to be respectful of your boundaries, respectful of your opinions and your perspectives, and willing to have conversations even when they're difficult because like that's just life. You know, there's people that can't talk politics with their family because it will get so heated that, you know, someone will never talk to them again. And it's very unfortunate. And that's the same thing with friendships. Um, but it, it can be done. I've, I've been friends with people that were completely opposite on the political spectrum, um, super religious, and I'm not, or, you know, different, different aspects of their, their own personality or their lifestyle. Um, but I also made sure that I was respectful of their stance. And I'm also always willing to talk to people. I'm also willing to hear people out. But I will say, the times that there has been friction is when people have not been willing to do that or reciprocate that same mentality where they're right and you're wrong and you just have to deal with it and they don't want to hear the other side or put themselves in your shoes and that's where it can get really, really tricky and at that point you're probably not going to be friends or be able to work through those differences because it doesn't feel good to not feel heard. You know, at the end of the day, like I have said, I've made mistakes. There's things I wish I would have done differently in some situations, but there are also situations where I know that I did my best to have an open mind. I tried to have open conversations. And in the end, if someone was willing to do that with me, great. And if they weren't, that's probably a good reason why we're no longer in connection. So, um, just keep that in mind when you're managing your relationships with friends that you have to be willing to appreciate and accept and respect differences because it's going to happen. But you also have to be willing to do the same. Um, and they have to be willing to do the same. Um, next thing I want to talk about is family. So family, I think, is going to be one of the bigger topics that I talk about in this episode because... Um, I can see different themes with my own family and I see different themes within my husband's family and with families that I've just seen kind of in passing or, you know, via different 
relationship channels. But um, I think when it comes to managing relationships in your family, it is important to set boundaries. Um, I will use my relationship with my mom as an example. Um, We have had our ups and downs for sure. Um, I didn't understand a lot of things that my mom um, struggled with, but she also had mental illness um, my whole childhood and and her whole life. So um, there's a lot of things that really cause friction in our relationship, but there's a lot of things that go well now because I've been willing to put myself in her position and she does the same for me and I am able to set boundaries and she can respect them and she does respect them and she sets boundaries and I do my best to respect them as well. So I think that's really critical in managing family relationships because a lot of people have the mentality that blood is thicker than water and I'm so sorry if you believe that, that is good for you. I'm, I hate to break it to you and you might want to just stop listening to this podcast um, or this episode at least, but I do not believe that. Blood means nothing um, except for biological connection. Um, you know, my father is not a very good person. Um, I hope that he gets the help that he needs. I don't have a relationship with him, don't have communication with him, have no idea what he's doing. I hope he has no idea what I'm doing, but just because he's my dad does not mean that I have to let him into my life. I hate when people say that, oh, well, they're your dad or they're your mom. They're your grandparents, your uncle, your aunt. I don't care. I'm sorry. Um, it's just it, that's, that is not what most people consider a rite of passage. Just because we're related does not mean that you get to treat me badly, that you get to do things that I don't allow in my life, that you don't get to follow my boundaries. Just because we're related does not mean you don't have to put in the effort and the time of day to manage a relationship with me. If I am related to you and you don't put in any effort to have a relationship with me, please don't feel that you should be invited to my child's birthday party. Please don't feel that you should be invited to um, holiday dinners or parties or anything for that matter. I'm sorry. If if you're not involved in my life and you're a family member, um, that kind of <laughs> tells you where we stand. Like you're not involved. I'm not involved in your life and that's okay you know, I respect you. I hope you're doing well, but I don't care to necessarily uh, maintain a relationship with you. I also think that when it comes to family, a lot of people get very comfortable in mistreating people, like especially in, um, maternal or paternal relationships. Um, some parents have the notion that it's okay to treat their children however they want because they gave birth to them. I'm sorry. It, I will never make my daughters feel bad for me choosing to have them. Like if they don't agree with me, um, if they don't like something I say or do, they have every right as an individual to have their disagreements. Um, I don't necessarily expect them to respect me just because I'm their mother or respect my husband just because they're, he's their father. 
I expect my kids to respect me because I give them respect actively, not just, oh, well, yeah, you're my kid. I love you. I, t- I took care of you. I fed and clothed you your whole, your whole life. Like I respect you. No, 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 no. Respect is continuous. Respect is evolving. Respect is something that you have to work hard at and be willing to kind of deal with the the hard moments, um, kind of like I mentioned in friendships, uh, where maybe me respecting my daughter will be that I give her privacy. I don't barge into her room. I knock because that's something that's important to her. Um, where some parents might feel, oh no, I have the right to do that because I'm the mom or I'm the parent. No, you should give your kid privacy if you want privacy. Um, I think I've said this kind of to people in different conversations, but respect begets respect. Love begets love. All of those things. Like you, you give what you want to get and you get what you give. So, um, I think that's something to keep in mind when you're managing a relationship with family members. If you have a family member that isn't adhering to those boundaries or those um, protocols that are important to you, then maybe it's just time to reevaluate the relationship. I don't want to say you necessarily have to end it, but maybe it's time for you to reestablish where they stand in your life or what that relationship means to you. Um, You don't necessarily have to work through all of the issues that you have um, with different family relationships or dynamics with the person because if you know that they are not going to put in the work um, or that it's just going to be confrontational, it may not be worth it. If you feel that it's that important that you should try to have a conversation or or give further insights, then absolutely you should bring it up and kind of create an open discussion where you can voice your opinions and also be ready to hear their opinions. That might help you kind of hash out the the issues you have in that relationship and it might be something that saves it, but just be ready that it can also be something that kind of determines where you go from there. Like if you have a discussion with a family member and they are not willing to listen to you, respect what you have to say and, you know, take in what you're trying to, to, you know, discuss with them, then you probably aren't going to get anywhere with them. Things aren't going to change and you're just going to have to move forward. You know, it's, it's always fine to wish people well and move forward versus trying to make a a piece of the puzzle fit that's not going to fit, you know. Um, I do think it is important to have relationships with family members, but I also think it's important to put yourself and your emotional health, your mental health and well-being first, then trying to force things to work that probably just don't need to work, you know, like everyone's different Every family has different generational curses, different cultural um, stigmas, different family histories that can really make a relationship management difficult. Um, and, and honestly, there is no like perfect formula to figure it out. But 
if you don't address it, you're probably going to be miserable when you have to go to family functions. You're going to be miserable when you have to interact with this person. Heaven forbid it's someone that you live with, (laughs) you know, it's, it's one of those things. You have to be willing to set boundaries. You have to be willing to listen and have open discussions and you have to be willing to accept things when people show you what, what, is really there, you know? If you are being shown time and time again that this person does not want to change, they don't want to put in the effort um, to have a good relationship with you, they don't want to respect um, the things that are important to you, then you just have to take that at face value and, and move forward. Um, yeah, so I did say that I would talk about work relationships, and this is going to be a little bit shorter than any of the other uh, relationship types that I've just discussed. But um, work relationships, I think, can be tricky because you should always remain professional. But you usually spend, you know, uh, five out of seven days of the week with your coworkers or with the people that are um, in your workplace. And so you really want to have a good relationship with them for, you know, team morale purposes, but also kind of to support your own productivity and your team's productivity because good relationships do have good outcomes. Um, Having a good working relationship with someone um, can kind of open the door for opportunities. If they know that you are willing to help them with a project or um, you provide resources or you're just a good person to lean on and get feedback from, chances are um, they're going to be that same um, support for you. And that's always positive. And then if there's friction in the relationship, of course, that can make your day a lot harder. So just be careful of how much information you share with coworkers. I've had, um, past instances where maybe I was too friendly with coworkers in the sense that I was too open. Um, there was things that they maybe didn't need to know about me or my family or, you know, my, my personality, um, because then they started making their own assumptions or maybe it was just not appropriate. Um, and then there's been other times where I was too closed off and people thought I was unapproachable. So you kind of have to find the right balance for you. I do not recommend adding your coworkers on social media because you kind of want to keep that um, potential bias or uh, the the judgmental um, opportunity for them to, um, you know, pass judgments on things that they probably wouldn't have insight to if you weren't friends on social media. So if, if you are someone that posts about your political views or your religious views or any other personal um, bit of information, you probably don't want to share that with your coworker who may feel completely opposite of you and feels offended by what you've posted. So um, take that with a grain of salt. I know some people are like, ah, whatever, I post, you know, what I want to post. And if people like it, great. If they don't, they can unfriend me. That's fine. But just be careful when it comes to um, your work acquaintances, because if you're still working with this person or they have the ability to escalate things um, that you post, then maybe you just don't open that can of worms. But um, I do have a few friends um, on my social media platforms that I used to work with. And I that's kind of what I, I tried to treat it as. If I worked with you um, and we had a good working relationship and I feel that you won't 
be offended by what I'm posting or anything like that, then I'll probably have you on social media um, because I don't, you know, post anything I wouldn't want people to see. (laughs) But um, I also don't like befriend people that I'm currently working with because I don't want there to be any awkwardness if something comes up that maybe causes a disagreement or makes them uncomfortable with something I've I've chosen to share on my personal social media platform. So something to think about and hopefully take away for yourself and just be careful um, in all relationships that you have. Be aware that they require work and nurturing and love and patience and understanding, but they also require discipline and really just continuous improvement. Um, Relationships don't come easily. And if you think that they do, then you probably have some work to do on those relationships because at the end of the day, people need connection. People need to feel valued. And I think that rings really true in all relationship types. Your friends want to know that you can... Um, be someone that they can count on and they should be people that you can count on too. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people have friendships where their friend can always count on them but when you know the flip side comes up they don't feel that they could count on their friends you know. Um, Those type of relationships are very hard to have and they're not really good quality relationships. You know the people that um I hope would call me at 3 a.m. if they needed me or, you know, had an emergency. They better be picking up at 3 a.m. when I have an emergency, you know, like that's that's the the standard I think every relationship should have. And then with uh, family as well, like you have to be willing to take a step back and accept the things that you can um, and also be willing to kind of set those boundaries with things that you can accept like if they are not going to respect your boundaries or they're going to be you know um negative towards your mental health and emotional health then you have to do what's right for you and determine the next steps for that relationship um but be willing to work at it if they are going to be willing to work at it too um I have almost missed out on some pretty good relationships with friends and family because I didn't want to put in the work or maybe I was tired of trying to put in the work um, because that can happen too. You can try to put in efforts and think that you're doing the right things and putting in the right efforts, but you also have to remember that people have different love languages. People have different things that are important to them and people have their own issues. Um, We have to accept people for who they are, what they've been through. Um, and we just have to try to, to be better if we can. And if not, then we have to also, um, give people space to, to be happy and move forward. Um, even if that person is us. Thank you so much for listening to episode eight, Managing Relationships. It can be very challenging to have these types of conversations. People aren't going to always agree with you. And who's to say that my methods are the right ones? But I do appreciate you listening. I would love to get your feedback. So if you have not already, 
please rate this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening from and leave a review. If you'd like to hear something specific, um, whether it be a topic or maybe you have questions that you'd like answered by yours truly, please, please, please um, leave it in the review section or you can find me on Instagram at Mama Moon's Journey and always comment on any of my posts or message me directly. Wishing you all a great, great day. Stay fabulous and stay true to yourself.